Hello, welcome to the stream today. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite cities in the world, which is London in the UK. Um, so I'm from Vancouver, Canada originally, um, but I moved to London in 2014, um, originally for a kind of trainee program. And then uh, I just decided to stay. Um, I really loved it there. Um, so let's give you a few fun facts about London to start. Um, and come say hi in the chat. Let me know where you're from and how you're feeling today on this hopefully sunny Sunday where you are. It's sunny where I am in the Dominican Republic right now. Um, let's hear where you are right now. So London, this wonderful city, the capital city of England and the UK as a whole. So of course the UK includes four countries. Um, there's over 9 million people and it was founded by the Romans originally as Londinium. There's over 300 languages spoken, so it's one of the most diverse countries in the world. Um, and it has four UNESCO World Heritage Sites. I particularly like um, trying to visit World Heritage Sites whenever I am traveling somewhere. Um, and it's a really green city, actually. When you look on Google Maps, um, on and you, you look, there's parks everywhere, huge parks. So even though it's a large city and highly populated, you're never far from um, a beautiful park to go relax. And over 60% of it is open space. So that would be things like plazas um, and the waterfront walkways, uh, the Thames path, for instance, places like this. Um, so let's see who we have in the chat. Um, Hakim, Saudi Arabia, Radiala from Venezuela, currently in Florida, Joe from Sevilla, Mary from Mexico, um, Nat from Moscow, and Patricia from Peru. So good, um, good variety of people today. Welcome to the stream. So what I would like to know from everyone here is have you been to London? So I think um, Often this probably is one of the first places people travel when they get the chance if they'd like to go to Europe. I guess it's probably like London or Paris, um, Barcelona, Milan, one of these, these big European cities. Um, so if you have been there, maybe you have some favorite places you would like to share in the chat too. And if you haven't, I will be sharing a few of my favorites after living there for nearly eight years. Um, so hopefully give you some ideas of things to add uh, to your itinerary. Okay, so we're having kind of 75% no, 25% yes, have been to London. And so for those few people who have been, I'd like to know maybe the favorite place you visited. Um, and if you haven't been, then just tell me uh, what place you wanna go the most. So maybe it's Buckingham Palace to go see the changing of the guards. Maybe it's the London Eye, which is that huge Ferris wheel. Um, maybe you go want to go watch a play at the Globe Theatre. Um, let's hear. Okay, while I wait for some answers, I'll go back to the chat. Um, Astromelia from Argentina, Caro from Uruguay, Laura, Anna from Moldova. Hakim said he's been to London multiple times, so maybe he'll share some ideas with us too of his favorite places. 
Um, Pablo wants to go next year. He's from Mexico. Probably going to go next weekend, someone says. So, excellent. Hopefully the heat wave has died down a bit. I understand from my friends who live there. It's been a very, very hot. And the problem when there's a heat wave somewhere like London is, is that it usually doesn't get that hot. So uh, everything kind of breaks down. Um, the tube, which is the metro system, is very hot and uncomfortable. Um, perfect. Okay, so people here are telling us the British Museum. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, there's treasures from all around the world in the British Museum. It can take you easily half a day. Um, Buckingham Palace, someone would like to visit. Someone wants to go next year. The Harry Potter Center, very cool. The Harry Potter Warner Brothers tour um, is definitely worth visiting. You get to see some of the props um, and sets from the movies. So even if you're not a diehard Harry Potter fan, if you enjoyed the films, then it's worth going to visit. Um, cool. All right. So... When I moved there, I started to um, kind of keep track of favorite places or places to go. I'm not sure if you guys do this as well, um, but it's a bit squished here, but you'll see um, this is a screenshot of my Google Maps with all the different little spots I've marked, either that I want to visit or that are my favorites. So you can see I kind of went all over London in my time there. I also lived um, in various parts of London. So I started off north. I moved kind of northeast, east, southeast, and then I ended up in the west. Um, one of the great parts about moving around like that is that I got the chance to get to know different neighborhoods um, and explore different places. So today I'm going to share 10 of my favorite places. I'll stop halfway so I can get your opinion to hear about which one you would like to visit that I've shared with you. And it's gonna be a mix of um, some museums and some of my favorite restaurants. Um, so quite a variety. Uh, basically, I looked at my map when I was making this stream and thought, hmm, what are the places I miss the most right now? Because it's been about a year since I left London. And in the chat, someone's asking, what is the best month for visiting? I think, um, most of Europe, I would say actually September is a wonderful time to visit. Um, kids have gone back to school. It's still warm, but it's not going to be as hot usually. Um, and yeah, might be raining a bit less than normal too. So I would say September anywhere in Europe tends to be a really nice month to travel. Um, also in the spring, um, around in May, so just before the summer can be a really nice time to travel in Europe as well. So May and September, I would suggest. Unless there's a specific event you want to go to, um, then of course you would arrange your travel around that. Okay, so let's start with my first kind of favorite place or place that I recommend. So this museum, the Sir John Soane's Museum, is I think one of the smallest um, one of the smallest museums in the UK, but it's really fascinating. It was the home of an English architect. Um, and he was born actually quite a poor 
younger man. Um, but he was very skilled in architecture and earned a gold medal for his works and therefore received a bursary, so money, uh, from the king to do a grand tour of Europe. So in the 1800s, this was common for uh, wealthy people or people who received bursaries to go and learn about ancient history, um, art from the different um, different countries in Europe. So his home has a really interesting collection. And he also used his home as kind of a practicing place for architecture. So he was, you'll see kind of interesting places where there's been mirrors put or um, interesting walls and um, just different architectural features. So it's the type of place where I highly recommend that you do a, um, that you would do um, a guided tour. And I believe they are free. You just need to arrange it in advance. One of the wonderful things about London is that many of the museums are free. Um, they do often ask for a donation um, to help keep it up, but it's one of the great things that can help keep your travel budget down when you're in an expensive city. Um, the next one, Elton Palace. Um, so I'm kind of talking about ones that maybe you haven't heard of. A couple of them you may have, but uh, just ones that I really enjoyed. So this is a beautiful, beautiful property, um, which is now run by English Heritage. I'll talk a bit more about them later. Uh, There's 19 acres. It um, was once a medieval palace. So in the 1300s, King Edward II lived there. Um, in the 1500s, uh, King Henry VIII spent there when we was in his childhood. And then in the 1930s, it became modernized, and that's when it became this sort of Art Deco style. Um, and it was one of the most modern buildings at the time in the 1930s. They had centralized heating, a loudspeaker system, uh, private phones, underfloor heating. And so it was pretty amazing and advanced uh, modern technology at this time. Um, they were known to have really wild parties to this couple who lived there, the Kurtolds, and they even had a pet lemur, which is looks like a monkey. They're the ones that are from Madagascar. <laughs> okay, so Elton Palace, definitely add it to your list. The next one is by far my favorite place to go and have a drink in London. Um, when I did my going away party, this is where I went. Um, it's the type of place that it is on a lot of the tourist lists, but whenever you go, you feel like you've sort of discovered a hidden bar. Um, it's just the way that it looks and feels. Uh, uh, you walk into a long courtyard with tables um, and it's covered with heaters so you can go year round. And when you go inside, like in this picture here, um, it feels like you're in an ancient wine cellar. It's a really cool building. Um, so on a cold, uh, a cold winter night, you might go inside and find a cozy corner. And in the summer, um, the courtyard is just full of people. The prices are excellent, huge wine list, and they do amazing uh, cheese and bread boards. Um, so definitely go to Gordon's. Sometimes there's a lineup, uh, but it is always worth it. <laughs> so 
Gordon's Wine Bar. The next one, um, if you have been to London or maybe you have friends who are there, um, then maybe you've heard someone recommend Dishoom. I think it's the kind of one that everyone <laughs> recommends when you're coming to London. It was started by um, a couple of cousins in um, I think the early 2000s. And basically they saw that there was really expensive um, like Michelin star Indian restaurants and there was kind of the curry houses which are cheaper but there was nothing in the middle. And they decided to take inspiration from these Irani cafes, which are found in Bombay, where everyone comes together, tasty food. Um, and it's now so popular, they have, I think over 50,000 customers per week. Um, you're only able to make a booking if it's you have a group of six or more, I think. Otherwise, you're all waiting in line, um, but it is so good. Um, it started originally in Covent Garden, which is around uh, kind of the theatre district. However, now it's um, all over London and they even have a cookbook. So during the pandemic, I actually decided to buy the cookbook and make some of the recipes because Indian food takes a lot of time uh, to make. But uh, since I had more time on my hands, it was a nice thing to do. So super tasty. I love Indian food. That's why this is on my, my list. Um, someone said, how about a pub where the Beatles used to play before coming famous? I can't remember. Um, we can Google it later. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, okay. So I'm not sure what that pub is. However, my next suggestion is also a pub. This place is so impressive. Um, the Churchill Arms built in 1750. It's absolutely covered in flowers, in planters, we call them when they're kind of big flowers like this. Um, during the holidays, the entire pub is covered by mini Christmas trees all lit up. Um, and the really bizarre thing is that they have a Thai restaurant in the back. So normally pub food is like fish and chips um, or pies um or like a roast things like this you would find in a traditional english pub but here they have thai food <laughs> um which is pretty tasty um normally when i go there i bring people from out of town and we just get a pint of beer and uh stand outside and enjoy the beautiful um yeah the beautiful building inside there's a bunch of churchill memorabilia as well and it said i think that his i think his parents or grandparents enjoyed spending time in this pub um which is just to the west of hyde park if you know where that is the biggest park in london okay okay so we've gone through my first five favorite places which of these sounds the most interesting to you um or which one would you like to visit so we had the museum from the architect Elton Palace, which went from a medieval castle to an art deco mansion, Gordon's wine bar, which feels kind of hidden, um, hidden bar, even though everyone knows about it. <laughs> um, Dishoom, the super tasty Indian food, or the Churchill Arms, the pub that's covered in flowers um, just near Hyde Park and Kensington Gardens. Let's see what everyone suggests. Um, there's so many things to do in London. It's wild. Um, as you saw from my 
Google Maps. I just had like tons and tons of places uh, marked to go. It's impossible to be bored there. And there's lots of free things to do too. So even if you're um, in the mood to save some money, then you could go for a walk in one of the nice parks and go to a museum for free, the British Museum, the Tate. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Let's see. So everyone, everyone wants to come where I went for my um, going away party to Gordon's Wine Bar. Highly recommend it. It's just a great atmosphere, um, fun place to visit with friends. And Elton Palace also came in popular, as well as the Sir John Stones Museum. So make a note of them. If you don't have paper on you, you can come have a look at the stream later and then mark it down for your visit to London. Okay. So as a little interlude before I continue, where do you find out about these places to go or events um, or get tickets? So a lot of the historical palaces and homes which have been converted into kind of museums, you can get um, tickets through National Trust or English Heritage. If you are gonna be in the UK for more than a couple of weeks, and you want to visit many castles, it could be worth buying a pass. So for example, if you're gonna be going to um, Stonehenge and Dover Castle and a few of these big tourist areas, it could be worth you buying a National Trust Pass, which will end up being cheaper than paying for each one individually. Same with English Heritage. Um, it's a good place to get inspired for places to go, or you might wanna buy the pass if you're gonna be visiting at least maybe three or four of the um, the sites. The London Pass is um, something that exists in other cities as well. I used it for three days when I first moved there um, and it includes a lot of the palaces and um, various attractions and that way I tried to fit in as much as I could in three days so that when I had people come visit me I could recommend where to go. Um, so it's kind of an exhausting way to do it, but if you're feeling like, okay, I wanna do as much as I can in three days and then I'll relax then, <laughs> um, you could try that way. And we actually even um, looked at the map and said, okay, where does this one open? How can we make the most of this pass we bought up? <laughs> so depends if you're looking for a relaxing holiday or you wanna jam it all in. And finally, Time Out London. So Time Out is also in other cities around the world. Um, they'll be posting tons of events. You can buy tickets for events through them as well. Um, all good ways to find cool things to do. And then I suppose as well, blogs um, uh, are always a good way when I'm traveling. And even when I was living in London, looking for new places to visit, um, reading different blogs to get ideas. Okay, so we're gonna continue with five more and then I'll find out what your favorites are again. So this one's a bit different, um, the Columbia Road Flower Market. So this happens every Sunday in East London since 1869. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. It can get really busy. So it's best to go first thing in the morning or at the end of the day when there's likely to be some deals. But it's not just about going to the flower market. Um, it's on Sunday in the UK, people go for Sunday roast often. So what would be really nice is to combine a visit to the flower market and then go for a roast or go for brunch 
and then go to the flower market. So it's just a really nice day out when you're out kind of enjoying what the city has to offer. Okay, back to food now. Um, if you've seen a couple of my other streams, you might know I love spicy food. So Indian, Thai, and Mexican are my favorite foods. Um, I haven't included any Thai restaurants on the list, but uh, Mestizo is a Mexican restaurant. It's also a Mexican supermarket. And on Thursdays, they have a basement area that becomes like a kind of a disco party um, with cheap tacos and margaritas. So I absolutely love this place. It makes you feel like you've been transported to Mexico when you're in that downstairs. So if you're in the mood for some, some fun dancing and you like reggaeton and uh, you like Mexican food, highly recommend. Even if um, you don't necessarily want to go to the restaurant or to party, the supermarket, I loved going there to get um, all the things I needed to make tasty Mexican food at home. So I was very happy once I discovered that. <laughs> all right. The Thames Riverboat. So this is when I had people coming to visit me. This is another favorite thing to do with them. So the Thames Riverboat has four stops. It starts in Westminster, which is where Big Ben is, the clock tower. That's uh, very famous. Then it goes by the London Eye, Tower Bridge, and finally Greenwich. Um, so Greenwich is where uh, GMT, Greenwich Mean Time, so where the um, Prime Meridian is. Um, and so my favorite thing to do would be to take people to go have a look at Big Ben. And then we get on the boat and it's only about 10 pounds um, one way. And along the way, you see so many of the sights of London. So it's a pretty low cost way uh, that's entertaining with commentary, food and drink on board to just soak in the sights. If you only have a day or two in London, this is a really good way to, um, to get a feel for the city. Um, and then once you end up in Greenwich, it's a wonderful part of the city where you can go to a really nice market there, or you can go to visit the old Naval College, and there is a beautiful building there with a painted hall um, that is very worth visiting. So Greenwich in itself could be a day trip. All right. Let's see. Kenwood House. Um, Pablo says he's not able to see the broadcast. Um, still says live on air. I'll keep going. Hopefully it's all right. Um, okay, so Kenwood House is on the edge of Hampstead Heath. So that's one of the, the largest green areas in all of London. Um, awesome place to go for a day out and picnic as well. And this particular house... Um, was owned by a, fa a wealthy family and they decided to give it back to the country as a museum. So inside you find an amazing painting collection, an excellent cafe, and there's all the parkland around. So on a sunny weekend day, um, it is just completely busy around here. Uh, um, and for there's a lot of green space in London. There really is. And there's like huge, huge green spaces. So you would even see people riding horses maybe in this park. It's that large. Um, and there's an interesting story. Um, 
about this place. So it was the home of a girl named Dito Bell, and she was born into slavery in 1761. But her father was a British naval officer, um, and he decided to bring her back to England and raise her as a completely free woman in Kenwood House here in the picture. Uh, so at the time, of course, this is quite um, quite unusual, and um, it's quite amazing that she got the opportunity to have an education and to live a normal free life. So there's actually a bunch of films about her life, I think maybe called Belle or something like that. So Dido Bell is her name. And um, there's a beautiful painting of her and her, her sister uh, in the house itself. It's the type of place that people might also rent out for wedding, full events, things like that. But um, one of my favorite places to go on a sunny day in London. All right. Next. So this one's a bit newer. A lot of the things I've talked about have been around for a couple hundred years as, as it is in London. Um, so Maltby Street Market. This is in southeast London, so south of the river. Um, and I lived in Bermondsey for several years. So this was kind of my local market. Um, it's really it has some of the best high quality food and drinks it's a great place to hang out and it just looks very cool you can see in this picture it's sort of in an alleyway um, with railway arches where you can get um, food from all over the world and uh, go for a nice drink um, so it's the perfect kind of weekend activity um, there's amazing markets all over London and that's one of the reasons, as I said, living in different parts of the city, uh, you get a chance to uh, kind of explore these different markets that are on offer. But if you find yourself in the south of London, um, Maltby Street Market is great. One that's nearby, which is kind of more famous, um, is Borough Market, which if you just have a few days in London, I would probably go to Borough Market. It will be a bit more um, impressive and kind of more of a tourist attraction, whereas this might be a bit more local. Okay, so we had some restaurants there, um, some different attractions. Which of these would you want to visit? So the flower market, Mestizo, the Mexican um, bar, restaurant, and grocery store that I loved, um, the Thames Riverboat, Kenwood House, and all the park area around or the Maltby Street Market. Let's hear. Okay. Let's see. And while we're waiting, I'll see if I can look up where's the pub that Beatles played before Famous. Ah, <laughs> uh, the Cavern Club. That's, oh, that's in Liverpool though. So maybe, okay. So. Google seems to be pointing me all towards this cavern club. So it wasn't in London then, it was up in Liverpool where they were um, they were playing before they were famous. That's up in the north of England. Um, Liverpool's a really cool city too. Uh, it's a great place for a night out. All the downtown area, there's many bars and restaurants that are really close together. So you can just walk around and kind of check out different places. So Liverpool's also worth visiting 
Um, cool. So everyone says the Thames River boat. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of the most efficient ways to see the city, and it's nice to be outside. And then ending up in Greenwich is perfect because it's a great part of the city. Um, and then people are saying next that the flower market they would like to go. Yeah, I think like the flower market with brunch or a Sunday roast is a perfect weekend day. Highly recommend. Um, um, okay, so these are kind of some of the things. I mean, there's I have many, many more, but this was just me looking at my map and thinking about places. So I'd like to know in your hometown, what are some of the places that you always like to bring people? Um, what are some of the hidden gems? Something that might not be on the top 10 to visit. Um, let's hear. So it's Liverpool then. Liverpool stream. Well, I've only, I've only spent maybe a couple weekends in Liverpool, so I, I'll, I could do, I could look some information up. Um, maybe I'll do a stream about places outside of London because there's a lot of cool places to see. All right, so you can go ahead and add your hidden gems here in the ch chat, whatever you prefer. Okay. Yeah, I think outside of the UK, some other places that I've loved, or outside of, sorry, London in the UK, some other places I've loved to visit have been um, Brighton, uh, Bath, York, um, Manchester. I was going up a few times. It's, it's a very cool city. So there's, yeah, there's a ton to do. I I uh, could spend much more time just uh, exploring more of the UK for sure. Um, okay. So getting a couple answers here. Someone said the people, that's very sweet. Um, of course, uh, the experience of getting to know people in a country often makes your experience special. Um, the Lucha Libre in Mexico Definitely a funny one to see <laughs> and unique. Uh, Sheila in Tehran. I'll have to put that one in Google. Let's see. Tehran. Ah, it's a type of food restaurant. So it's a favorite restaurant maybe in Tehran. Cool. All right, and I'll just keep going into the next slides, but if you have some more uh, suggestions, feel free to put them in the chat as we go. So when you go to a new city, what is most interesting to you? So today I gave you kind of a mix of places, um, restaurants, museums, bars, but what are you usually most excited about? You're like, oh, I can't wait to go check out. Hmm. Um, I think for me, it's probably a bit of a mix. It might depend on the city I'm going to. So, I mean, if I'm going somewhere like, yeah, London or Paris, I think the museums are always awesome. If I'm going to Ibiza in Spain, I'm probably interested in the bars. Um, if I'm in the countryside, maybe I'm somewhere I'm interested in going to a market, fresh market stall. Um, if you're in New York, maybe you're excited to go to Central Park. And yes, Inelder saying food is important, totally. 
yeah, always trying to find maybe um, kind of a more local vibe one. And then maybe you want to find maybe one night you go for a fancier one, depending on what your mood is. But yeah, food's, food's important too. It's always nice to um, try. And Sergey's asked me, is it true that in London museums are free to enter? Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, sometimes there might be like a special exhibit area, but otherwise they are free. So it's a wonderful uh, rainy day activity. And you don't feel like the pressure to stay um, all day or even more than an hour, maybe if you just want to pop in and check something out. Um, they are wonderful. Okay, so most people are saying the museums. Yeah, so it's, I think it's nice to always um, always go to a museum or have a walking tour or something to get context of a place. Um, but of course, sometimes maybe you're traveling somewhere because you're just you just want some sun or you just want a party or um, whatever your reason is to travel. So um, yeah, so quite an even split. So museums is number one, and then there's an even split between the rest: bars, markets, parks, and restaurants. Perfect. Okay, and there's a quote, maybe you've heard it before, um, by, from Sam Johnson, which says, when a man is tired of London, he is tired in life of life, for there is in London all that life can afford. Um, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think you cannot be bored here. You can't make the complaint that, oh, I'm trying to save money because uh, there's the beautiful parks, the, the riverfront, or the museums. Um, and there are cheap restaurants around still. And groceries, honestly, compared to Canada or even many of the Central American countries I've been to recently, the groceries are pretty cheap too. So the big expense in London is going to be um, accommodation. Um, but otherwise, there's ways to kind of uh, live on a budget there. So I would like to know, do you have any questions about living in London? Is it somewhere you've thought about moving? Um are you not really a big city person? Let me know. Okay. Yeah, David's saying in Mexico, all the pre-Hispanic structures and pyramids are amazing. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw some cool, some cool um, old structures around Oaxaca when I was there. But I didn't go over to um, the Mayan Peninsula yet, so I haven't seen a lot more over there. And Pablo has some good ideas, finding unique places, so something maybe you can't do anywhere else. So a spa in the snow in Ottawa, balloon flight. Yeah, balloon flight, that's one of my favorite things I've ever done. Um, I did a balloon flight in Myanmar. Um, mix of things, food, museums, architecture, culture. Yeah. I think having, having um, a mix of things is nice, unless it's just a weekend trip. Sometimes you just have one focus, of course, but um, let's see. So questions about living in London. So someone's asked, is it a safe place for a girl to visit? Honestly, I feel very safe in London. Um, I mean, compared to other large European cities I've been to where there's a lot more pickpocketing and a lot more, um, I don't know, I've, I've 
felt kind of more on edge. Um, of course, there's parts of town that you should be uh, safe and like more more aware of your surroundings. But if you're kind of st sticking to um, kind of the safe, well lit areas, then yeah, I've I've felt I felt fine there. Um, it might be worth if you're a girl on your own, maybe it could be worth staying at a hostel where you meet other friends and people to go out with. So you're not like going out on the town on your own. But um, I think with things like, you know, the tube's very safe, but if you were alone and you were feeling nervous, you can take things like Uber where you could track where you're going. So um, yeah, definitely. Pablo asking about medieval places. Yes. So some of the buildings, I mean, there's, there's some kind of medieval buildings, which might have a part of it that's still medieval. Um, but that's the type of thing you could uh, check English heritage or national trust for. And I think you can search by like era um, or what your interests are to see places to go visit. And how about the food? So I mean, I don't think British food is <laughs> particularly um, particularly famous. You do get pub food around the world. I think there's actually more Irish pubs probably than than English um, pubs around the world. But it'll it's it's kind of like meat and potatoes is your classic. So on Sunday afternoons, usually you meet up with friends at the pub and you have what's called a Sunday roast, and so that would be. Um, some type of meat or now people are starting to have nut roasts. So there's like vegetarian and vegan options, but that will be with some vegetables, um, some gravy and a Yorkshire pudding, which is like a little bun. So that's kind of classic, which is tasty, but it's not, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't like, I love spicy food. So <laughs> for me, it's not as exciting as, as some of the spicy cuisines, but. Yeah, it's tasty and I think somewhere like London you're going to find uh, restaurants from all over the world and yeah grocery stores that are good quality and good prices um, at least compared to what I've seen in North America and other other places so I'm always like the groceries are pretty yeah it's not too bad <laughs> um, cool I've lost the answers page there but that's all right. I think um, we're pretty much good for today. So yeah, those were my favorite places in London. Just a few of them. Um, definitely worth worth going for a visit. Try to go for at least a few days longer if you can. Uh, maybe you have the ability to work remote so you can go and spend a bit longer there and explore and check it out. Um, that's it for today. So I hope to see you again on another stream and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Take care, everyone. Bye.